Welcome back, folks. Yeah, you didn't hear the Netflix ding because I am not going to do a Netflix movie. We're going to talk about something different. I have seen this movie three times. Uh, one in the theater and once it got streaming, I have watched it twice. The Batman of 2022 rated PG-13, clocking in at 2 hours and 56 minutes. That is something else. Released March 4th, 2020, directed by Matt Reeves. Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Colin Farrell, Jeffrey Wright, Andy Serkis. Uh, Folks, if you don't know who any of these people are, I don't know where you've been in the cinematic world. These guys are uh, fairly popular, so I'm not going to give you their background. But Matt Reeves, I think, is the one that we really not necessarily focus on but talk about. So, starting with the Batman, we'll work backwards. Some of his uh, filmography here as director. War for Planet of the Apes, Dawn, Planet of the Apes, Let Me In, Cloverfield, Conviction, Miracles, some Felicity stuff. And then he gets a hold of one of the biggest names ever that you can put to screen, the Batman. And I don't think this had as much controversy as when they announced Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker for the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight. Robert Pattinson as the Batman, and I know everybody's first thought is, the dude from Twilight, how could it be? I was the same. How could it be? The dude's six foot something tall. I get it. He's not like muscular like Christian Bale, but, oh God, we have to bring Ben Affleck into this. I mean, gosh, yeah, he's probably not as been as big as Ben Affleck. Boy, say that quickly. But here we are. We have a movie with a dude from Twilight and other movies. Got to give him, you know, recognize that he's got other stuff going on. And he is now the Batman. Seeing this in the theater was an experience. I, boy, still don't like Nirvana that much. You can play that same song over and over again. I get it. It it fits the feeling of the movie. And my God, that soundtrack, that score... I really enjoyed it. I listened to it a lot, studying for the Inclex, just as background music. I liked it. But as I watched it with my wife, she's like, isn't that just the theme to Darth Vader? And now I can't not kind of hear that and understand where she's coming from. Because yes, I can see those similarities. So what we are going to, I guess we need to get into what this is about. Batman ventures into Gotham City's underworld when a sadistic killer leaves behind a trail of cryptic clues. As evidence begins to lead closer to home and the scale of the perpetrator's plans become clear, he must forge new relationships, unmask the culprit, and bring justice to the abuse of power and corruption that has long plagued the metropolis. I see the issue that writers, directors, producers have of wanting to keep Batman relevant. Say what you want about Ben Affleck. Those movies, either love them or you hate them, I understand what they're trying to do. And the the spotlight that you'll never get away from is the Christopher Nolan trilogy. And yes, there are people who will defend that all three of those movies are great. I will say I enjoy them enough. I think they are good. But honestly, I would be curious how I'd feel about them going back and watching them. Now, Dark Knight is probably the best, hands down. But when you're trying to get out of the shadow of something that was, God, that good, I guess, 
you got an uphill battle on your hands. Uh, what I will say, I think this, gosh, this movie, I, after reading some of the reviews and agreeing with some of these, I'm really, I'm really having a hard time and you're going to be wondering, well, what do you like? What do you like it or not? Yes, I like it. I have my problems with it that I think any normal person should. Okay. This has been my complaint with superhero movies a lot. Your face. I don't want to see your face. I don't like that he's able just to walk around in an active crime scene with police officers all over the place. I don't agree with that. The only time that that scene would make sense is during the funeral when he actually has to show up and all the police are outside. And then he gets caught in an explosion and they don't unmask him but take him to the police precinct holding. I think we are supposed to have way too much suspension of reality for that to jive with me enough. If we're going to have a Batman in this universe that is going to be stalking the night and looking for clues, I'm fine if Commissioner, or not Commissioner, he's not the Commissioner, if Gordon is on his side at this time and is also kind of behind the scenes being sneaky doing stuff, which we see, and has maybe a couple officers that he trusts, great. But just active investigation in a crowded police room I bothers me. And on the third viewing, I was like, this just... I don't get what you're trying to do. This is an easy fix of it's just here. But I mean, that first murder, it feels like Gordon, like, yeah, we got to go right now, even though it's active and be part of this. And I just, I don't like that. The mood this movie creates with the overall design, what we see of Wayne Manor is very gothic, which makes sense. Uh, Nighttime, obviously, the rain, oh my god, being around Halloween time, okay. The music, yeah, I'm, I hate saying it as much as I said, like, I like the soundtrack. The music does a lot of the lifting when it comes to the emotional pull of what the atmosphere is supposed to be in this movie. For good or bad, it's there. And, you know, like, music can be... Really great for a movie or really bad. I guess it's your, it's always your decision how you feel about it, especially in this instance. Another thing I found just cliche, overused. I don't, I don't know how, what realm you want to put this in. Uh, just saying, uh, Jesus, after you're scared. There's a couple times where Batman, quote unquote, sneaks up on people, and the gut reaction, Jesus, and I don't know. We can be a little more uh, creative. I'm not saying we gotta like shit. I mean, that's always like the knee jerk when he gets scared. Ah, oh, shit. Ah, oh, Jesus. I get it. Like, those are our... I'm I'm scared. I, I don't know. We, but let's be like... I just feel like even in a three-hour movie, I was like, God, this is, seems like this is overused way too much for what we're doing. Those are kind of my, my little quibbles with this movie, and I think that's going to be my issues with most superhero movies. I don't want to see your face. I don't want to see you in crowds unless it's got to be, and even then you're really pushing it. Especially for these cops that have been chasing this guy for two years. Like, oh yeah, just come in. Like, I feel like everybody's drawn down on this guy and it turns into a RoboCop dead or alive scenario. But whatever. Uh, I don't understand his armor. He does seem to take pretty significant damage, especially shotgun blast, basically right right there, right there in his chest. Injects, I'm guessing with adrenaline. I know when this came out, people were thinking it was like the Venom, Bane, stuff i think it's adrenaline and i don't know how long that stuff lasts for but now he is 
able to function properly and work hours on end helping people out of a flooded building. I don't know, man. I guess, I guess, but again, it's one of those choices of you've already beaten the bad guys. You've taken damage. What does this shotgun blast do for us? He takes the adrenaline and about, and about beats a guy to death because, you know, your heart's racing. You got a little bit of crank mojo going right now. I get the message towards the end of the movie is he's not supposed to strike fear, but hope. Cool. I got it. But is that what this movie was about? I don't know. This movie is about corruption. So like every Batman movie has got some kind of corruption in it. That's where the, that's where these stories live. I will say I do like the take on this being a more slow investigation. I get what they're trying to do. I understand that the clues are interesting. Do we like a Batman who can instantaneously like come up with these answers to these riddles? Take it for what you will. Again, this movie is three hours long. I don't like how much time do you give? Because jo- I mean, Joker, my God, Riddler's working at a pace that's like he is rapidly killing people, and he's trying to get Batman involved. Figure this out. Help me out. And I guess the question I kind of always walk away from is, or wonder about, did the Riddler know who the rat was? I guess I feel like he did. And, you know, speaking of that, the interesting thing is, like, the Riddler is always outside the Iceberg Lounge. That is his home. So, again, it makes me wonder, like, how he came upon this information and stuff. And his backstory is kind of interesting. I... I don't know. And then I feel like we've got this huge, we have to have this huge weird climax of the explosions, Gotham's flooding, we're going to take out the corruption. I guess with the manifesto of the Riddler, I guess I don't see how this plays out. His whole thing was we got to bring all these injustices to light. We People need to realize this fund that was started in good faith is not that anymore and there are people to blame and you know, it makes it personal going after Bruce Wayne. You know, talking about it still, like, I guess I'm not on the fence of this movie. I do like it. Again, there's just these weird tweaks that as you watch it, you're like, this doesn't hold it up. And I understand, like, as a filmmaker or a writer, maybe you don't see those cracks. Maybe you do and ignore it. I don't know. But I even at three hours, this could be a little tighter. Going back to the cast, um, you know, one issue... Also with this movie, just because I was going to say how I felt about Robert Pattinson is I kept my TV volume constant and I watch everything with subtitles. And there are so many times during this movie where they talk so quiet, I couldn't hear. And I didn't want to turn my volume up because I knew the next scene would be louder. Like when he's talking in the house hospital to Alfred, it is it is borderline a whisper. And they're talking like this in the hospital. And I'm just like, dude, you've audio guys. You got to make this. You got to do something. I get we're trying to be moody and broody and dark and and all these things. But, dude, and you know what? Say what you want about, like, Christian Bale's, like, mumble mouth as as Batman, like, changing his voice. The direction for Pattinson and this need to be like, dude, you got to you got to enunciate a little bit better and just be a little bit louder. Like. Even as Batman, like, he's still kind of quiet and he's talking, but he's not, like, gravelly. But then, like, when we're trying to have, like, serious conversations, it's like, dude, if I could put my face, my ear closer to your mouth to hear you, I would. 
Because my God, crank up the volume on this thing. Please. Just another complaint. Like, maybe I'm just too old. The theater, I guess I had no problem because it's the freaking theater and everything's rumbling in there anyway. Okay, anyways, Robert Pattinson. I think he did fine for what they were doing. Yeah, people are going to say he's emo Batman, fine. Blah, 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 blah. He is the Bruce Wayne that is like that most anti-Bruce Wayne, and they bring it up in the movie, and I think maybe in a couple of our Batmans do the same thing. Like, the Batman mask is the real you. Bruce Wayne is the, the mask that you wear. And he he says that, like, he wants nothing to do. Like, his legacy as a, a, a Wayne doesn't matter. Batman's his thing. And, you know, by the end, he's no hope, you know, trying to lift these people up. And I love the internet who's always like, this guy's got billions and billions of dollars, and he could be doing a lot of things, and he's Batman. And this movie's kind of the same thing. Like, their renewal fund was billions of dollars, and what did it do? Nothing. The city still sucks. The orphanage is still suffering. People are still dying. Kids are dying. Yeah, it's just drugs are rampant. What are you doing? I don't know. Same question to the real, you know, the real world leaders. What are we doing here? Got money, can't even fix her own problems, but whatever. Zoe Kravitz. Uh, you know, wasn't she was in an X-Men movie? Was it X-Men First Class? Crap, she was in Mad Max Fury Road. I don't remember her in that one. Jeez. What else was she been in? Apparently, I don't watch her enough. I'm pretty sure she was in X-Men First Class. I guess if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but whatever. Um, This Batman, or this Catwoman, oh, God. People have their complaints with Anne Hathaway. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer will probably be always numero uno. Poor Halle Berry will always be the worst of that. I, I guess I'm going to have to rate like Zoe Kravitz like above Halle Berry, but damn, she's scraping the ball of the barrel. I... She's an interesting character in the fact that she basically gets recruited and she's just into it. Like, she really doesn't think much about it. Paul Dano, freaking bringing it. Uh, I think he is on par with what Ledger was doing with, with that Joker character. Paul Dano really sells this deranged yet smart maniac Colin Farrell playing the Penguin. I mean, the prosthetics on this guy. Holy shit. I mean, we couldn't find somebody in real life to do this. It's Colin Farrell. But okay, whatever. Jeffrey Wright. I've enjoyed him and stuff. I guess mainly the first season and second of Westworld. I haven't followed up on that show. Andy Serkis. I thought he made a good Alfred. Again, he freaking talks awfully quiet. John Turturro being amazing. Uh... I mean, the rest of the cast is pretty solid. You know, there's kind of minor characters. Peter Skarsgård. Sarsgård? It's Coulson. Max Carver's the twins. I mean, there's just there's a good cast here that I thought was pretty good. Could this movie have pushed the envelope of being rated R? Is always a question I have with some of these movies. Uh, I see a lot of this. This environment reminded me a lot of Seven. And it made me wonder what it would be like if Riddler was a little more... God, you know what? His murders were still pretty brutal. If we were to experience those more... I mean, you've got the commissioner, I think, being eaten by rats. I don't know if they started his face or what, you know, where they started. Uh, that first murder we see is fairly brutal. And we see just enough of it. It's pulled back and out of focus, but we know what's going on. Uh, and we see Coulson blown up for the most part. And then the the, sh the shooting of Falcone. Uh, 
I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be able to have an R rating, I guess you could make it more violent. But are you adding anything to this movie? I don't know. As for the action, I mean, Batman can only do so much. He's not murdering people. I mean, just beating him. Friggin' might as well be in a coma after you're getting ass kicked by him. You know, language is always brought up. You know, if you're gonna go an R rating, does it add to it? I don't know. Same with the violence. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we're already we're. I I think we're really teetering between the music, the atmosphere, and the things that are going on. You're really pushing of what a, a PG-13 movie can be. I mean, for being basically sexless and no nudity, it's it's pretty much it's just there. I do think the filming of this is pretty great. The Batmobile is probably top three. Really enjoyed that. Uh, I'm still going to come up, up, up on top and say Batman's still good. The Batman, good. I am curious to see how the rest of this goes. I know they're going to... Well, they have been saying they're spinning off to do a Penguin. I guess we'll see what Colin Farrell will do. I am curious to see what this Batman world looks like going forward. You know, they kind of introduced a Joker, uh, uncredited Arkham patient. You know, what Arkham's like? What's the rest of this like? Uh, this movie ends with like half of Gotham flooded and territories up for grabs with these gangs. And I feel like this is a little bit of like the Batman video games, like there's things they can go into here that keeps it grounded. And I'd be curious to see where this, where this ends up going. I I've got hopes for it. I think these guys have something good on their hands. I really just hope they can rein in some of the nonsense that just seems to plague these superhero movies, no matter how well made they are of just, you know, I my again, not to keep hammering on this, but the, do we need Batman walking around? a crime scene full of cops. Probably not. The guy works in the shadows. Like, let's freaking do that. I just, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, let's just do this. It's currently streaming on an HBO Max, or I guess it's called Max now. Shit, everybody freaking rebrands themselves ever so often. Uh, this movie obviously had tons and tons of money. I forget what it was, though. Uh, I mean, the box office has it at $771 million. This is on the Wikipedia with a budget roughly between 185 to 200 million. I mean, so it made. Well, that's below. No, it's not. Sorry. Still not over 200, though. So it made money back. I guess. I mean, whatever. All right. Well, to kind of. You know how I'd like to close these out. Let's do some reviews. We're just going to start with some one star. Work our way back up. This one's just called Wow. What a phenomenal flop. Between an insipid Robert Pattinson and a woeful storyline coupled with an awful script, there really was no trajectory but down for this embarrassing rendition. I was very eager to see this new take on the Batman franchise, and all you could do was pray for the end to speedily come along. And you waited, and waited in vain for the tragedy to end. And it just wouldn't. People around me, and I should mention, they were unknown to me, fell asleep during the movie. They should be grateful for their escape. Please consider yourself forewarned. It is relentlessly... What? Relentingly boring. That's my bad. I don't know how you'd fall asleep during that. Ah, boy. Woeful storyline. I mean, it's got a mystery. I guess the big question is, is how much of a mystery do you want and how detective-y do you want it to be? Awful script. Yeah, I... There's some good and some bad in here. It's definitely not like the tightest script ever. I think it could have used another pass for sure of of it. Uh, this one's called Overhyped and Overrated. I'm a huge Batman fan. 
The reviews and the scores given to this movie made me so excited to see it. I honestly was extremely disappointed. Without spoiling anything, I think this movie was excessively dark and slow just for the sake of it. Now, dark in, like, mood or dark in, like, visually? Anyways, they continue. I get that the Batman operates in the night, and he's vengeance. But, like, a lot of scenes are super slow and just in the plain dark to give you that noir feel. Okay, so we're talking just visual. I mean, I get it, but to what end? It doesn't help the story. It doesn't make you feel you're part of the world. Since they don't really develop anything, or even give us an understanding of the locations in Gotham. <sighs> That's an interesting... I don't need to feel things. I th- I saw stuff anyway. Uh, and mostly, it's mostly either in the police station or nightclub. Police station like once. Also, what gives Batman... What does Batman add to the story? Whew. Everything? Catwoman does much better work and appears to have more initiative than Batman in this movie. Batman's trying to operate inside the law while also being a vigilante. She doesn't care. She's ready to murder anyone and everyone at this point. But, okay. He continues, the Riddler is a joke. (laughs) And is not menacing at all. Well, but that's just it. The Riddler physically can never go against Batman. It's always been a mental game. The only redeemable redeemable villain is Penguin, and we don't get enough of him in this movie. Fair. Penguin, Gordon, and Catwoman. That's it. The rest of the cast is just out of place. I think we've been spoiled by the Nolan trilogy, and I don't think this movie even compares to one single movie of this trilogy. Exactly. Like I mentioned, you are in the shadow of the Nolan trilogy, and it's going to be tough to get out of it, and... Honestly, go back and rewatch those, and I bet I'll have the same complaints that the writing isn't as tight as we all thought it was at the time. And, you know, maybe it'll sour me or us on, on how we feel about the Nolan trilogy. All right, last one for the one out of ten, tens. A uh, fresh pair of trash cans. Okay. Pattinson is no Batman. He will never be Batman. During the whole movie, you could feel that even Pattinson himself felt deep down inside that he is no Batman character. You could see and feel it. Zoe Kravitz's performance as Catwoman is on the level of an elementary school play. She was the worst Catwoman I've ever seen. There was zero chemistry between both actors and the forced romance felt fake and shallow. The pacing is way too slow to keep you engaged. The plot is so boring, you could easily watch another video on your phone to keep yourself entertained. They tried to stretch stretch this dumpster fire out to three artsy-fartsy emo movie at which they epically failed. Easily the worst Batman movie. Some of these reviews, like even at their titles, like Boring and Slow, Worst Batman Ever, oh, there it is, Dark Theme, Worst Batman in Decades, Did I Watch the Same Movie? Yeah, they're going to have complaints about how this is rated so high. And this might be one of those where the one stars have some legitimate points that nobody wants to hear and to consider, and maybe we all should. Uh, five out of tens. Poor remake of seven. Oh, you know what? I never read these before, but interesting that we both compared it to seven. This is trying too hard to be a film noir detective movie or trying too hard be like seven. Trying too hard be... Okay, I'm reading it as, as it's written. Watch seven from decades ago and you'll see how much the Batman lifts from it. 
No one can play a John Doe better than Kevin Spacey in Seven or the usual suspects. Okay. All actors put in a shift. What? But the movie seemed a collection of scenes with no real suture or collective substance. Biggest surprise of the movie was Penguin's car. Absolutely smoked the Batmobile and made it look like a toy car. It's an interesting way to switch gears there. Um, The Penguin's car. Okay, I think what you're not understanding about that scene is, I don't, I, you know what? The movie tells us he's been doing this for like two years, I believe. I'm not sure he's ever driven that car. My understanding is, is this is the most craziest thing he's been put against as the Batman. And I don't think he's driven that car before. And I think him chasing the penguin, like there's a couple of scenes where like he's going so fast, like he overshoots the turn and he's just, he's really having a hard time keeping control of this vehicle. I think that's, boy, maybe I'm reading into it, but that's how I interpreted that chase scene as he was getting used to the Batmobile because I think we see it before, like it's still being worked on. I don't know. That is just me. Um, one of these is long, but W2F is Kurt Cobain, Bruce Wayne is the title of that. I don't want to read it because whatevs. Uh, this one's called Overrated. Wow, what a letdown. Was seriously looking forward to this movie, but but haven't felt this let down by a film since Dunkirk. Well, we're making a Nolan comparison. The fact the whole film is shot in the dark really doesn't help. I like dark, quote-unquote, films. But this takes the biscuit, not for me. So the complaint is what you can visually see. Which I, you know what? For a movie that does take place in the dark, I thought you could actually see everything that was going on. So I, there are movies like you can't see diddly squat, but okay. Disappointment. Three hours of silent staring. No character development. And the dialogue was painfully bad. For example, every time someone is caught off... Oh, it's caught off guard they say jesus oh wow okay i a lot of us came to the same conclusion the repetitive the repetitiveness of this film is only made worse by the poor editing why do we need to linger on a silent stare for what feels like 60 seconds you know what i don't know what they're talking about on that one i don't know what these silent stares are five out of ten am not the only one that thinks it's too dark holy shit people I mean, I thought nothing can stop me from viewing Robert Pattinson's pretty face, even the Batman's mask. But the movie's lighting succeeded. The last movie I watched that is so visually dark was AVB2. That is a great example of terrible things to see in the dark. AVB2, that was poorly lit. The Batman is way better than that. I've watched it in the theater. I've watched it at home. I never once had to like be, what's going on right now? I thought it worked. I thought it worked. Uh, last 5 out of 10. Take away the hype. And you get an okay movie. Nothing special. It was very long and it felt very long. Not a bad movie. But Rob just didn't do it for me as Batman. Maybe it's bias. IDK. I just kept seeing Edward Cullen whispering. And trying to do his best to do fight choreography. For like 6 hours. The movie was super dark. Even in the daytime scenes. And super long. I hope the sequel is brighter. And shorter. You think directors and writers read any of these just to get, like, what's the overall consensus of this film after it's not you know, focus groups? If we even do focus groups anymore, who knows? 10 out of 10s. Let's see what we got here. Long, yet interesting. 
Three hours hero movie. God. Spell check. It might be quite an adventure for those who expect active... Pa- I'm going to start over. It might be quite an adventure for those who expect action-packed movies like Avengers or The Dark Knight. The Batman's on action movie. It's a Nord detective film. Justin... Do- Justin J- God. Oh, I'm sorry. Just enjoy the dark, moisty mood of this this movie has. Enjoy the dark, moisty mood this movie has. Good God. If you enjoyed movies like Zodiac 7, I'm sure you'll love it. Go to the theater immediately. Moisty mood. Put that on the t-shirt, folks. Gorgeous. For a hero movie, three hours is a bold attempt. At the same time, with a serious tone of narrative, it is an extremely brave challenge. Like The Joker, this novel tries its best to create a three-dimensional character. At the same time, with ups and downs of the story, the success of the character imagined more rich and full. At the expense, of course, of other characters are somewhat weak compared to the main characters. And this also leads to some of the emotional deception is a bit abrupt which is regrettable. However, whether it is dazzling brilliance or shocking sound effects or excellent screenplay, a number of advantages all make this a high-quality work that can't be overshadowed by flaws. And as a new Batman Pattinson, also with mature acting, presented a qualified answer. I feel like I'd have to reread that one again to uh, know what in the hell that person was trying to talk about. This was called Batman Review. Yes, sir, is one of the best movies ever. I've seen this more than one time and continue to thing. Again, folks, I try not to, like, correct spelling on this, but this sentence reads, I have seen this more than one time and continue to thing that it is as good as it was at the first view and it wasn't just the hype. It's worth every minute of viewing. Yeah, okay. Quite an interesting movie. A must-see film for any Batman fans. I guess that others may enjoy this too. Really? Saw this in a theater today. The age ranking I would give is 14. I've been waiting for a good Batman film for 14 years now. And this certainly, most certainly delivers. I saw this in a theater today. The age ranking would be... So you're saying like, majority of people watching this are 14-year-olds. And then they've been waiting 14 years for a good one. Okay. All right. Holy crap. You know what? This one's interesting. The freaking title alone. Three hours runtime is totally worth it. Robert Pattinson as Batman and Bruce Wayne is the best casting choice after Christian Bale. It's so dark, gritty, visceral, and goddamn. Okay. Three oh, so it's just like the first couple statements of this review. Okay. All right. So we leave after a goddamn great movie. Colin Farrell was fantastic. Couldn't recognize him. Yeah, no shit, because, like, the prosthetics. Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle and Catwoman was great. Yeah, that's a mediocre at best. Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, Andy Serkis were great, too. Yeah, I just need I just need Jeffrey to speak up more. Casting was done so great. Bad vehicle was fucking great. When the engine revs, you will get the goosebumps. Action scenes are absolutely fucking great. Cinematography done by Greg Frazier is another masterpiece from him. The dirty criminality and madness in Gotham. You will feel it. It's so dark, which batch <laughs> it's so dark, which Batman character needs. Story-wise, this movie felt more to Detective Batman comic book and done outstandingly. 
I couldn't not find any air in the whole movie. I couldn't, couldn't not find any air in the whole movie. Yep, I did. This is a well-made, brilliant movie from Matt Reeves. Totally worth waiting for. Direction, 10 out of 10. Cinematography, 10 out of 10. Acting, 10 out of 10. Screenplay, 10 out of 10. Story, 10 out of 10. Music, you guess it, 10 out of 10. This movie deserves a 10 out of 10. I feel like the 10 out of the 10s are arguing three hours runtime is great, which is interesting. Uh, because as moviegoers, the common complaint anymore is like, it's either too long or too short. And I think depending on your subject matter. This is a detective movie, and I already said my piece about he solves things awfully fast. But if we cut this movie down, say, by an hour, I think you're feeling too rushed. I don't know. I would be curious to know if there are edits of this movie that make it shorter and longer just to see how it plays. I agree. We don't need, like, the fatty stuff of motorcycle rides. Like, yeah, towards the end of the movie, there's a long motorcycle ride out of the cemetery after Batman, Catwoman chitty chat for a second and part their ways it's like yeah this seems awfully long for what we're doing but you know what are you gonna do uh last 10 out of 10 better than the dark knight question mark interesting this film did exceptionally well on showing bruce emotional side partly because of the amazing acting by pattinson and had some good character arcs we all know that bruce has a short a relationship with catwoman but for me, the relationship between Gordon and Batman stood out the most. All right, yeah, they've been kind of working together more often. The Riddler is shown as a dark figure and is executed well by Danny's eerie, unsettling performance. It's better than a Dark Knight? It's around the same level, but for some, it could be better or worse. Yep, obviously. You know what? This is going to be the last one. The Batman we've always wanted to see. I got to watch this movie early because of a special screening. I was extremely excited. My accept- my expectations were very high, and still they were surpassed. Robert as Batman is just awesome, majestic and scary, and yet at the end, he also evokes the sense of hope Batman gives to the population. Paul Dano as the Riddler is so creepy. Both Robert and Paul give an Oscar-worthy acting. Oh boy. The rest of the cast gives amazing performance too beautifully shot and the score is thrilling it does feel a bit long but it's rewarding okay some of these again best batman movie ever made this film is vengeance amazing best best batman movie ever you know if you're new to batman maybe this is the best batman if you never see the nolan you know maybe you're coming in this going man batman sucks or batman's amazing you go back and watch the other stuff for me batman starts with uh michael keaton and goes from there. I mean, I wasn't old enough at the time Batman came out to like enjoy it when it came out. But it was still in, you know, pop culture that by the time I was of age to see it and understand what was going on. Like, I liked it. I still do. It's an interesting movie. Uh, and after Batman Returns, that kind of, I kind of have a lull with Batman until Batman Begins hits. And then this one. And now we're just... Batman is everywhere. Like we're trying to keep this thing super relevant and DC is doing it. Do you dare say interesting? Like, what are they doing? What are they trying to accomplish with their IP right now? Who knows? I'm not sure they know. I'm not sure where this Pattinson Batman fits into their whole thing. Uh, I'm fine with it. If it stays in its own little micro universe of a Batman thing, let them tell their stories. Great. Good. Uh, As for me, I say the Batman is worth 
the viewing. I think it's worth saying, like, it is good. Yes, it's got its stupid mis- things that I just find irritating. But I, quite honestly, like, I will probably watch this again in the next couple of years, if not within this year, because there's just something about it that I do enjoy. It's the atmosphere of it. You know, I've said the same thing with Underwater. That movie has flown so far under the radar, no one's going to remember it in 10 years. But that movie brings an atmosphere that, for me, it sticks with me. And I guess that's because I like that stuff. Yes, the Batman invokes other emotions and other thoughts of other movies. But at this point, like, what are you going to do that's so different that nobody's ever seen? You do that and it's rejected as being just too crazy and too out there. You copy it too much. Some people think that the Batman copied Seven too much and other things too much. And sure, e- easy point to make. Or you just say, rain and darkness is always atmospheric and always moody and apparently moisty. So that's what you stick with. Because what else are you gonna do? What what else can you do in a real world that's gonna do those? That's gonna those elements brought together will create that thing. Fog, mist, maybe I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like there's only there's only so there's only so many combinations you can use to create what you want to create for the mood to translate on the film to the viewer. So it's always gonna bring something else up. It, that's just how it is. Compare it to everything else or just enjoy it for what it is. The Batman stands alone at something and done. Uh for movie rewrite later, we'll uh catch you on the next one. Waiting to strike like snakes. But I'm there too.